conclusion in this year? Pretty radical. I'll share it with you guys in case you guys want to copy me. But uh, it's uh, decided this is the year for the resolution to be more like Jesus. This year. 2019 is the year to be more like Jesus. I'm calling it. 2020, oh my gosh! Wow. I missed it, I missed it. Yeah, all right, well, we'll do something else this year. Oh, man, right. You know, I thought I'd try this year just to see if it changed my life or anything. Like, just try it once, just to see if anything changes. Um, I was actually listening to the radio the other day, and it was this commercial, and you probably heard it. Uh, but it's for like a weight loss or, or something like that. And it said the name of the, the company, and then they were like, we have the goal of, like they were like announcing how they were different, of losing weight and keeping it off. You know? And I was like, this is, this is great. You know? like, as if it's not the goal for everyone who loses weight to keep it off, right? They're like, this is, we're going to rise above the pack. Yeah, no, like we're going to lose weight and keep it off. And so, anyway, this year is the year to follow Jesus and be continually perfect. I'm calling it. So, uh, just, I've been really having a problem with a lot of my weight of sin. Yeah, no, so I'm just trying to pull that up. All right, so, uh, here we are in Mark chapter 1, again this Sunday. So if you were here last Sunday, we were also in Mark chapter 1. It's very exciting. There's a lot going on. Mark is our narrative lectionary, back in the narrative lectionary. We took a break through Advent. And uh, this week, uh, last week, we're back in. And it's our gospel of choice as we enter into this new year. It is the earliest gospel. It is the shortest gospel. It's pretty much on point, you know. And, uh, and so Mark doesn't linger uh, with the birth narrative. And so we're just right here to it uh, in Mark chapter 1. So... If you have your Bibles or your handouts, or you just memorize it, you can follow along. But um, we're going to be looking at this passage that Tanae just read for us uh, this morning. And uh, Kevin looked uh, earlier in the chapter uh, last week, and so this week we're kind of at 21 and going through the rest of the chapter. And um, man, there's, there's a lot going in here. Jesus is having a... Uh, very busy day uh, here, and uh, I want to walk through some of this just kind of really quickly, quickly and more quickly, and uh, and see kind of what's going on. So um, yeah, he's having a really busy day here. So by verse 21, uh, Jesus is teaching in the synagogue. Uh, he's in the synagogue and he's uh, rebuking unclean spirits uh, out of this guy. Uh, by uh, verse 29, they're leaving the synagogue. They're going to Simon and Andrews to unwind and play a little Xbox and hang out. Uh, but Simon's mother-in-law is like sick, and so Jesus gets her out of bed and he heals her, right? And then by verse 32, it says uh, that evening at sunset, uh, the whole quote, the whole city was gathered around the door, uh, right? Uh, waiting to be healed. And so Jesus is having like this really, maybe on one of those days, it's like people are just lined up at the door waiting for healing, you know. It's like, it's just, it's just a very, very strenuous day, uh, right? Everyone's uh, there to be healed. And, uh, and, and it's funny, it, it says he keeps asking them to like keep quiet about everything. Like, he, like every time he does something, you know, you see him in the Gospels, it's like, shh, you know, don't tell anyone of miracles. And, uh, 
And he actually, in this text in particular, he keeps saying over and over to the unclean spirits of the demons to shut it. You know, and he's like, you know, don't spill the beans about his identity, right, according to Mark. And uh, anyway, so talk about, like, crowd control. Uh, you know, this is, kind of a, this is kind of a difficult thing, right? Because Jesus' ministry, uh, the way he was trying to do this ministry, right, was hinging on him being able to go into these little towns, these little villages. But the more that uh, his fame would increase, right, the more this would be strenuous, uh, right? The more he was uh, kind of, his, his hands were kind of held behind his back. Um, and especially uh, the, more, the more fame, the more, right, you're sort of like poking the bear um, of Rome, right? You don't want to get noticed. And so, anyway, so it's kind of funny. You're kind of like, why is he, what's really going on here? There's almost like a, it's like a countdown or like a clock uh, that's that's uh, that's going on here, uh, and so uh, so he has this day in, in, in Mark chapter one, and and it's a little crazy, and and, and um, people didn't keep these miracles themselves inevitably, and things got even more crazy through the gospels, and so uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, resolutions and goals uh, this morning. Um, I wonder if Jesus was ever like, you know, you just wonder if there was ever a new year and Jesus was like, I'm going to set me a good resolution this year. You know, you ever get like, get with his disciples, he's like, I'm going to heal 100 more people this year. Like, you know, I don't know, like, 30 AD is the year. You know, so, I don't know. <laughs> there are probably some good ones. We were actually, uh, uh, we, we had the Arnett's over like last weekend and, and we were talking about this a, a little bit and talking about goals. And, uh, Actually, the, the best response was, was Deirdre's. I don't know if on her, she's not in her. But um, she was like, really, what's your goals? She's like, I don't have any goals. Yeah, you know, like, Deirdre's like already arrived, apparently, you know. <laughs> and uh, goals aren't for everyone, you know. Uh, but, um, you know, it's funny. It's funny because uh, there's a little irony there. It's like, isn't ultimately the goal to, like, not have any goals? You know what I'm saying? Like to to finally like get to a place where you're just like living the way that you want to live, or like doing it the right way, or something. So I don't know. Like so, ultimately, maybe you don't have any goals or something. Um, what exactly is Jesus' goal here? Uh, it's it's funny to look at this text. Like on the outset, it seems like maybe his goal is to heal everyone, or maybe his goal is to teach. And heal everyone, or maybe his goal is to to teach and heal and feed everyone. You know, it seems like he's just doing all of these good things here, uh, just right out of the gate. It's like Mark one, like healing, teaching, like it's all just going down right here at every opportunity, right? There, there's no there's no passivity it seems in Jesus' life, uh, right? It's it's very it's very the opposite. It's very intentional, right? It's like he is he's he's going somewhere. Um, uh, he, he's about something. It would almost seem. It would almost seem like Jesus is is like on a schedule. You know what I'm saying? He uh, the way he's just moving moving about. Like like did Jesus have like a Google calendar? Like we didn't know about. Because uh, he's he's continually uh, kind of moving along and like he's got a plan. Uh, right? See that you say nothing to anyone. He keeps saying right. So Jesus' life isn't isn't whimsical. Uh, it's very purposeful. Um, you see that very right away. And so this really crazy, insane day seems to end 
Uh, and then we come to verse 35, which I think is really interesting. He says, uh, in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. Oh, they, they, like, they hunted for him. You know, like. When they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Did you catch this? Did you catch like all this that's going on here? It's like there's masses of people like wrapping at the windows, you know, like they're, they're, they're there at the door. Jesus spends the whole day healing and doing all this good work, right? It really reminds me of that a quote by John Wesley where he says, do all the good you can by all the means you can and all do all the all the ways you can, all the places you can, all the times you can, all the people you can, as long as you ever can, you know. John Wesley, you know that guy. It's, it's kind of like that, like Jesus is just going and, and, and everyone uh, that comes in his path, uh, right? But, but this morning, he's kind of having a moment to himself, right? And here in his disciples, it says they're like hunting for him, like, like we're... You know. By the way, I don't know why Jesus like never will just he'll just like never leave a sticky note. Like went out to pray, BRB, you know, like never just leans over to Peter, like, you know, like, hey, hey, I'm like I mean, how many times in the gospels do you see like Jesus goes out early to pray, disciples wake up, everyone panics, like, what y'all do with Jesus? You know, and they're just it's that they're hunting for him. And and they go and find him and then they're like, Where are you? And like it's like you know this whole ordeal, and uh, and I and I love this uh, because uh, they they find him. They say everyone is searching for you. Like let's get back at it. There's more to be done here. And and, and I love what Jesus says. He says, "Let us go on." He says, "Let us let us keep going." Right. It's time to move on, right? But everyone is searching for you, Lord. Like, there's all these people. We need to heal them. There's so much good to do. And he's like, let's go on. Like, let's keep moving, right? There's more people. There's already people. Let's, let's move on. Isn't that kind of interesting? It's like, does Jesus do all the good that Jesus can do, right? Does Jesus heal all the lepers, Right? Does Jesus like feed all the hungry? Uh, does, does Jesus do all the good? Does Jesus raise all the dead? Right? Does Jesus cast out all the demons? Uh, right? Let us go on, Jesus says. You guys want to know the real radical truth for today? You guys have probably not heard this one before. It's a really good like theological gauntlet. Uh, but go like this: Jesus is human. Boom, there I said it. It's like the mystery and the magic of Christmas, where we all remember this, right? It's like, Jesus is human. Isn't that cool? You know, whenever you say this to another Christian, they're like this, because you have to say immediately afterward, but he was also God. You know, like, you have to, like, throw that in there, like, or people get itchy, you know, like, you have to, like, follow it up real quick, you know. Jesus, Jesus is human. 
right? Jesus is like moving through his life, doing all the good he can. Like he's literally in the next paragraph, he's stretching out his hand, touching every leper that comes in his path. Right? There's ladies grabbing his ropes and slapping him away, you know, like everyone's getting just slain in the spirit, you know. And um, you know, what's interesting, what's interesting what you that you <laughs> that you don't see, things you don't see Jesus doing, right? You don't see Jesus having a real hard time or like mourning all the places he didn't get to. Okay? Like, you don't see Jesus like, man, I wanted to get to Capernaum tonight, you know, like, oh, you know, just freaking out, you know. You don't see that, right? You don't see Jesus sending apologetic tweets to all the lepers, like, I really wanted to get on the north side. I'm sorry, you guys. Hey, you can find me next week in, you know, gladly. Or, you know, like, just didn't happen. Like, you never see, like, he's like, oh, we'll hit our kingdom quota next year, you know. Like, he's just not, but he's just continuing on, right? Because what you do see Jesus doing, interestingly enough, is, is not bouncing around everywhere. But you see Jesus sending out his disciples to all the places he didn't go. You see Jesus like uh, teaching his followers about this way, uh, right? This mission of healing and proclaiming the good news, right? Jesus implements a healing plan for the entire world, right? It's pretty cool. This is the model that Jesus leaves for us. Not being everything for everyone. Isn't that interesting? Like this model, which is really ironic because Jesus literally is everything for everyone. Uh, you can make this, this a good argument. He's God! Yeah. We'll try it. But the model he leaves for us, right? This path he's teaching his disciples. To be everything for everyone, right? Interesting. So he leaves us this relational model about being disciples, about being co-healers with God, about making disciples, right? This sort of way of, of living, right? Um, I actually really enjoy when the first part of the year come, does come around. It's it's a really good moment. I always take and kind of like, and this year it sort of ended perfectly. Because, um, like, my journal, for whatever reason, lasted, like, exactly a year. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And so you toss that and you look at that again. You know, and, and then you're like, you get to start a new one. But, uh, but you do take this minute and you kind of reflect and you're like, oh, man, this year. You know? Uh, and then you sort of look to the new year and you think, well, how can I better my life and, and position my life to be better in the next, Right? There's sort of this, this moment that we have here that's in the natural seasons and cycles of life to sort of uh, check our settings, right? And I think this is actually a really important moment to, to have to sort of check your settings. Um, you know, life, yes, it's a trajectory, but it's also like these seasons, right, that naturally uh, remind us to stop and to Sabbath and to and sort of check, check ourselves and take a pulse, right? Because there probably are a number of things that, that maybe I need to tweak or change in my life, uh, right, to, to live well, to live holy, holistic lives. And so um, I think some of those some of those things, the obvious things, are what we're um, putting into our lives, uh, right? What's what's the intake uh, we're putting into our bodies, right? Uh, are we are we eating well, right? Uh, the things that we're eating, uh, our, our exercise, our good 
uh, uh, relationships and and learning and and, um, and the things that, that we're taking in and, and listening to and prayer, you know, things like you know Elton John and Stevie Wonder, you know, like just anything good that we can put into our lives, you know what I'm saying? Sandra McCracken, I don't know, whatever's good for you, I don't know, it's your life, uh, you know. But then equally important, what's pouring out of our lives, right? That the outtake, right? The, the, the healing words and the serving and, and the giving and the, and the loving others in creation and, and the prayer, right? Prayer So perhaps, uh, perhaps it is kind of healthy to have somewhat of goals or something, if you want to call it that, uh, for our lives, right? It kind of uh, helps us to find a healthy center, uh, right? So Jesus obviously had some of these rhythms to his own life as well. Uh, right, he he went out healing and teaching and feeding, uh, and then he went uh, inward, right, coming to pray or, or being alone and eating with his disciples and going to Planet Fitness, you know, just like doing whatever Jesus does, you know. We don't get everything in the Gospels, but all the while he has this ethos, right? He has this plan that's steady before him, right, of this good news breaking in, right, the kingdom of God coming to earth, right? He's, he's on the course. Uh, Jesus, again, was, was very intentional. He was intentional when he left. He was intentional when he stayed. Uh, he was intentional as he proclaimed the kingdom coming, right? He was intentional as he's calling these disciples, right? Making his way to Jerusalem. And so, I don't know, I, I hope that we can think about how we might also be that sort of... Um, have that sort of intentionality with our lives, right? And uh, with our ethos, with our path. Um, maybe there are some things this morning uh, it's, it's time to shed. Um, maybe there are some things this morning that it's time to say no to. Um, you know, I think there's no... Uh, that's awesome. Uh, Moses. <laughs> Got any burning bushes back there? Uh, anyway, he's like, that's great. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, nailed it. I was a king in the previous service, now I'm a shepherd, so I got to go with it. We hold no judgment over Methodism. Except that bottle of water, but. Yes. Take that up with God. So. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until next week I'm John the Baptist. I'm a little bit more salty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we should literally we do this every week. This is ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, has everyone met Carlos, by the way? Like, he's just the man. Like, yeah. uh, uh, so, anyway. Jesus, Bible, Mark. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's any shortage, like especially in this room. Like this room, like man, there's some good people in this room. Like you know who you are, and uh, you know, like there's there's no shortage of like good things happening, like in this room. You know what I'm saying? Like there's no shortage of like. Like, we've all got, like, full lives full of some really good things, and we're, we're doing it. And, uh, but I wonder if sometimes, 
need to stop uh, and, and take that, that moment in that season to say, or at least ask the question, right? Is this my good thing? Is there something better than this good thing? Is there a best thing? Uh, is this my thing or just something I'm doing? Like, I think there's, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm at risk of uh, being interpreted probably the wrong way, but um, there's no shortage of good things. And there's no shortage of good places to be. And sometimes I wonder if we don't get stuck um, in one place doing these particular things that are just kind of before us. Maybe stuck is not the right word. But um, when, when maybe what Jesus wants from you is to just keep moving. Maybe there's a time to say, let us go on. What's, what's next? Uh, because my path, his path, this, this, this thing I'm called to, is keeping me moving. It's keeping me going. Right? There's, there's ways that, that, that and maybe it's time to, to better. Uh, I don't know. And, that, and that's, that's a little different from, from every person. For every person. Um, recently this week, there was a, a Facebook post and from a mutual friend, probably to a lot of you, and, uh, and you probably saw it, but it, it was really good, and, and he was pointing out something from back when, uh, when he was at Trebekah that, that he learned that really remind, reminded me of some things, and, and how, um, or he points out that uh, there's, like in the Hebrew, right, when we read the Hebrew Bible, there's obviously, because we're not reading in Hebrew, like there's a bunch of stuff that we're missing, and, uh, and he points out that uh, in the Hebrew, when there's, when there's two imperatives, right, there's two, like, do this back to back, right, the, the second imperative is a result of the first, right? It's not a, it's not a second command. Does that make sense? So he uses the example of uh, Genesis 17, uh, verse 1, when uh, God is talking to Abraham, and he's saying, uh, walk, right? Walk with God, walk, and therefore be perfect, right? These, these two imperatives uh, that are back to back. So what is not being said there is it's not this command to walk with God and then this command to be perfect. It's this command to walk with God and the result of walking with God is this blamelessness, right? This perfection, right? Isn't that interesting? Like, I, I think this is actually, if you're missing it, like, this is, like, really crucial because I think we get this wrong, like, all the time, uh, right? Uh, that, that we think... Uh, like the, there's this command that says be perfect, right? But it's walk with God, and therefore the result is this this relationship, this blamelessness, this, this holiness, right? Um, I think most of us probably, if you have any sort of similar story to myself, like the, a lot of the holiness theology that we grew up with uh, had a lot to do uh, with uh, holiness is the exclusion of imperfections. Right? It's like holiness is, is the exclusion of imperfection. Like, get that stuff out of here. Like, you know, like, shut it off. Uh, right? Uh, it's, it's very different, right? But as we know well, right, there is no narrative, there is no story, there's no Bible without, like, the, these narratives that are just full of struggle and full of suffering and full of sin, right? Uh, imperfections, right? There's no positive 
without the negative, right? Um, this morning, uh, I'm trying to leave us a little time to do some reflection real quick. This morning, um, one of the things that just really fascinates me uh, is electricity. Like, electricity, guys, it's off the chain. We take it for granted. But, uh, you know, there's these, there's these, in electricity, like, in, in, like, every living thing, there's this positive and then there's this negative, right? There's these, uh, there's these electrons that are negative and they're just hungry for energy, and there's these positive uh, protons and they're just giving it. You know what I'm saying? And and then there's this flow that happens between these that, that and these like everything from your body to every battery, like there's this flow that exists that's giving this this energy, uh, right? This electricity, right? This is so like this is crazy, guys. Like I've had to jumpstart my car like 12 times this month. It's literally crazy. It's back in the shop. Um, and but, but just like, you know, I actually called Zach the other day, I'm like, because I couldn't get to the negative terminal, and I'm like, isn't there a thing you can just like clip this puppy anywhere, you know, and, uh, you know, if you hit on the frame, you know, and uh, anyway, because you got to find the negative uh, and the positive to, to jump, the, you know, it's like I need this flow for my car to run, for me to run, you know, uh, isn't that funny, like everything in life is made up uh, of, of this, this, uh, gaining and this losing, uh, this grabbing and this letting go, right? This dying and this resurrection. It's literally in the makeup of all everything of the universe, right? This is the, the atoms that are in, like this is it, right? And so uh, this this year, this new year, this this 2020, uh, right? You can you can guarantee like things are going to get messy at some point. Uh, things are going to get uh, like ugly at some point, things are going to be bad, things are going to be good, things are going to be beautiful, things are going to be, you know, off the chain. Uh, it's going to be a year. Uh, but I, I can't help but wonder if we, if we can't commit together this morning as a people to walk with God. That to not get stuck with all the imperfections, right? The, all the things that we're missing out on, or all the opportunities that, oh, you know, like, but let's just let's just walk with God together this year, right? Let's keep moving. Let us go on. Jesus says. Uh, so this morning, uh, in your handout, um, are uh, uh, a little opportunity for reflection. Uh, and so we've got just a little time here before the kids come back. And uh, I want to invite you guys into some... Yeah, can you find some pants? And she's going to the bathroom, never mind. Uh, yeah, so... Need some, yeah, I think there's like a basket of things there. Maybe we can pass them around. Um, yeah, I want to invite you guys into a time of just a prayer, reflection, and sort of journaling. Just about, just about your own life this morning. And um, kind of fill in the blanks. Be a fun exercise. So uh, specifically, um, I want to talk about these three categories um, this morning. Uh, number one, specifically, um, reflect on what does it look like for heaven to come into your life, right? What's what's maybe maybe the intake here in a way? Uh, what is that for you this year? Maybe that's uh, maybe that's a uh, needed focus with your relationship with food, or exercise, or mindfulness, or prayer, or reading. Uh, maybe you need to find more of what gives you joy in your life this year. 
Maybe you need to uh, play more. Uh, I don't know, like podcasts, Mario, Nickelback, whatever it is for you. Right? I don't know. It's your life, you know. Uh, and so, and then number two, how might your life need to shift to see the kingdom of heaven uh, break uh, into into your city through your life? Right? The place you belong to, your, your community, right? Uh, how is your life connecting with your place uh, intentionally? Uh, by the way, Christians don't just happen to live places. They live places. I know it's controversial, but like, you know, like how are you engaged in serving and giving and healing in 2020 in your local context? Maybe that's a school or a nonprofit or a neighborhood or a local urban farm, or your local church, like how, you know, where are you connecting, where are you getting help? And then number three, uh, finally, we need to sort of like go a little higher, and a little higher altitude, and ask, how am I connecting to the world at large? How is my life a healing force in the world for the kingdom of heaven, uh, from my life and my place into the world? Uh, right, maybe this is through a project, or, or a thing you're birthing, or a business, Maybe this is deeply connected to creation care, your relationship with materiality. Maybe uh, what, what is your draw connection to the world, to the planet at large, right? Um, this could be so, so many things. And so, again, uh, this is not, this is not a, a moment where we're trying to goal our life away. But we're just trying to dream together about how can this be uh, better? How can I walk with God more this year? So let's just take a few minutes uh, as we're... As we're uh, enjoying our worship upstairs, to to just sort of do a little reflection. Reflection. We'll take a few minutes and then take a few back. Uh, let me pray for us. Lord God, thank you so much for uh, this chapter, this verse, and this 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 moment in the beginning of this uh, new year to seek your face and to walk with you. Lord, I ask that you would intercede in the pens and the minds and the hearts of everyone here this morning, Lord, that, uh, that you would uh, fill us up and that you would empty us out and that you would fill us up again. Uh, so we just give 